You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Welcome. Hi, I'm Ida Rays, and I'm a certified divorce lending professional. And this interview is part of the Divorce Literacy Series from the Divorce Lending Association. And we're really excited to bring this series to you because to give insight and access to local family law professionals for those who are really looking for information. And today I have with me Cindy Batchelder. Cindy, would you kindly introduce yourself to our audience and tell us about what you do? Yes, great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Cindy Batchelder. I am a divorce attorney and mediator. And uh, I have a practice here in Towson, Maryland called Batchelder Law and Mediation. Awesome. Thank you. Um, Can you tell us about how uh, mediation is different from the other forms of um, that are available to someone considering divorce? Yeah, absolutely. I think mediation is a fabulous process for people getting a divorce who want to take control of their destiny. They have a say in the result, uh, and they really do have a, um, a way to be heard in the process so that both sides can feel that the result was well thought out. They can uh, create solutions that work for everybody. And most importantly, their children will benefit because the parents are focused on solutions and they're focused on the future and making their children's future as stable as possible under these difficult circumstances of going through a divorce. Yes. Okay. And so when you do a mediation, are you, um, what is your position as a mediator when you're working with those clients um, and you're an attorney. So, but are you advising them or what's your position? Can you, because something most people don't understand how that works. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be happy to explain it. It's really uh, different and unique to being an attorney in that I am really not giving any advice uh, as opposed to a typical divorce attorney may be giving recommendations and advice. Rather than doing it that way, what we do is the I usually am working with just the two spouses together in a having conversations about options. And we come up with creative solutions through brainstorming, creative ideas that um they come up with some of the ideas. I participate in some of the brainstorming in terms of giving some feedback about how often these things are done in other people's cases, or if you were to go to court, I may give some feedback. But generally, I'm not advising anyone what to do, but I am helping them see their options and have discussions that may be difficult for them to have on their own. So, uh, you know, I, I use my voice to bring them to a middle ground and to see where compromise may be the best solution uh, to the issues that they're discussing. And um, as an attorney, do you draft the agreements? How does that work? Um, tell us about that. Yes. Yeah, so yes, if 
if we meet uh, and completely verbally reach commitments and agreements about different topics that are at issue in their case, we will then generally stop the meeting portion of my my uh, services, and then I will draft a, it's a draft, it's a, an agreement called a marital settlement agreement. This is a document that if they both sign it, would become a contract between the two of them that is binding and enforceable in court. And typically, once it is signed, they can use that to file for what we call an uncontested divorce hearing, which is a very uh, simple process. Uh, and most people feel that that process is much easier than going forward in a more traditional litigation uh, you know, avenue through the court system. Okay, that's great. Um, do you often find that what does is? Do you think that there's um, uh, a, a? Do you often see people that are um, required to be sort of on a amicable sort of basis, or do you find that what what kind of client would be good for this? Maybe maybe that's the way to ask the question. Yeah, sure. I mean, really, it can be anything from people who come in that are really getting along um, all the way up to a relatively high conflict situation. Um, typically, the only exception to that is if we actually did have some domestic violence in mm. their past. We generally try to steer clear of mediation. But otherwise, even if they do not get along and they are struggling and having conversations on their own, we still can mediate for them. They are still qualified for having this conversation. It may take a little more effort on all of our parts. It may take a little more time than maybe the other couple who is more amicable. But um, we frequently are able to successfully, you know, get people to a middle point of compromise. Most people see the benefit of saving money you know, by yeah. using this process. And so even if they may not be getting along great, they might still both have the agreement that they want to save money and use this process. And that motivates them to uh, get to an agreement. That's great information because I'm sure that's a big question. You know, can we do it if we're not totally agreeing on things, which is very good information. Thank you. Um, so if you could give heads up advice to someone starting this path, what would that be? Yeah, you know, when someone starts this path, they're typically overwhelmed and also very emotional, which is normal. And, you know, typically they're going to their friends and their family members for advice at the beginning. And often this is the crucial moment where they're making decisions about what process are we going to use to resolve this separation and divorce. And those decisions are typically made at the very beginning. And that's the crucial time to make your choice about whether you want to try to save money and emotional trauma for yourselves and your children by using a process that is going to reach a swift and, and uh, less costly agreement, which would be a mediation or Another process that we also do is called collaborative divorce. Um, so when you hear your your family say, oh, go after that person, fight for everything you deserve, hire a shark lawyer, yeah. people are well-intentioned, but 
ultimately they may be putting you on a course of, you know, causing more trauma or more expense than, than you really need. And so I always encourage everyone at the beginning to really do your research into these alternative processes of mediation and collaborative divorce uh, and see if you think it would work for you. Okay. Do you do some collaborative divorce as well, Cindy? Yes. Yes. That is another part of my practice. Uh, collaborative divorce is similar to a mediation. It it just entails more people involved in the team. And we have a mental health professional and a financial planner and sometimes mortgage professionals, real estate professionals. Mm-hmm. We have people who come together as a team to help a more high conflict couple uh, still work out their differences outside of the court litigation system. That's just, yeah, it's great. Yeah. They just need a little more support sometimes. And that's what the collaborative process does. Perfect. Um, do you have a case that you, is particularly memorable that you would like to just sh- share, uh, you know, the, um, if you don't mind sharing and just tell us a little bit about how, you, how, how it went and how it was particularly successful. Anything you want to share? Yeah, you know, I it's interesting that I, I really can't get into a, a specific case just mm-hmm. because of the confidentiality, um, you know, that we I do hold to a very high standard. But I can tell you that my most rewarding type of case is the one where we do have a high conflict custody situation that we're able to resolve. And I feel that it is... Um, a blessing. It is a gift to the children of of these couples to give them this resolution. Children of divorce can survive it without much negative impact if their parents are committed to making an agreement and to not putting the children in the middle of their own personal disputes. And so that is really where I get my motivation from in doing this alternative type of law, which is, you know, not going to court. Um, So I would say generally, anytime I feel like I've helped kids, I, that's where I feel the best, uh, you know, reward in doing this work. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I'm sure that the families very much appreciate that. Um, I can't thank you enough for sharing your time with us today, your valuable time. And uh, someone to get in touch with you, what is your website where they can find your contact information? Yes, great. Thanks. It's uh, familylawsettlements.com. And uh, yeah, and if you or if you search my name, that that website would also come up. Perfect. Okay. well, thank you so much, Cindy. Appreciate it. Great. It was great being here. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.